Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Brazil and I'm the host of the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path of the games. Today, very special guest, we have an Olympic hopeful, Cody Fow, spelled P-F-A-U. Cody is fantastic. Really, really enjoyed interviewing her. She's on Team USA Wrestling. She gets into wrestling, the difference between the guys and the girls sport, what it's like in college, how much she crushed it. Junior national champ two times, um, university national champ two times, U.S. Open champ, senior world champ, team trial runner. There, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that we're going to go over. And she was just absolutely fantastic getting to learn about the sport of wrestling a little bit more. I mean, it is one of the oldest in the Olympics, so it's great to have wrestlers on. We have another one coming up pretty soon too. But Cody was awesome. Really sweet girl. Really had a great time um, with this interview. And the uh, national championship is on April 25th, so a couple days before this is being released. So make sure to check that out, get some information, and, and rock and roll with that. We'll have some stuff in the show notes. So thank you so much. But first, have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast? I did. So I did. Uh, reasons why I did it, I wanted to build some relationships, I wanted to become a thought leader in the space, and I wanted more people to know about me, my business, and how I'm helping these Olympic athletes. So what I did was uh, partnered with Launching Podcasts, took their course, learned everything I needed to do, and that is how I was able to release this podcast. We're up to almost 100 episodes recorded at this point. It's incredible, getting more and more traction, close to 10,000 downloads, absolutely fantastic. So if you could go to launchingpodcast.com, use promo code Mike. It is an easy step-by-step -step course. By using my promo code, you get $50 off and you get to learn everything soup to nuts from ideation all the way to your fourth episode on how to release a podcast. Video course, all the information you could ever need. It is absolutely incredible. So one more time, launchingpodcast.com, promo code Mike for $50 off. Here's Cody. All right, today's special guest, Cody Fow, USA Wrestling Olympic hopeful for 2020, born February 10th, 1995 in Lewistown, Montana, started wrestling at the age, the ripe old age of eight years old, 2013, 2012, I apologize, 2012, 2013, junior national champion, three-time WCWA champion, two-time university national champion, 2016 US Open champion, Breath 2017 Senior World Team Trials, runner-up Junior Pan Am's title, just placed in her first competition over in Europe. Cody, I think you're the best person to have on for my first wrestler. How are you today? Thank you so much for taking your time. I'm doing great today. I wouldn't say I'm the best person because I'm not currently the top of the senior pool. I'm working my way there, but I definitely have a lot of, under my belt so far. Exactly, and it's the I think you're the best person to have on. So please, please, this is my show. Let me run. No, I kid. Um, awesome. Cody, if you don't mind, um, take us back. What was it like growing up in Montana? It sounds like a beautiful place. So I only lived in Montana until I was eight. And then I moved to Colorado where I currently live. And that's when I started wrestling. I started pretty much the first year we moved to Colorado. And I've been wrestling ever since. Uh, the reason I started was just because some friends of the family were. And so my parents were like, oh, yeah, we should bring our sons. And I was like, what am I going to do whenever they're doing it? I'm like, you can go too. I'm like, cool. So I joined up. And I mean, when you're eight, nobody cares about the gender differences. Like, it, it's not a big deal. It's becoming less of a big deal now. Like, this year was Colorado's first year to have a girl stay. It's it's just great seeing all these barriers being broken down. That is awesome. And yeah, I'm sorry that, that 
it's funny how you started. I always love to hear how athletes get into their sport. And I, I don't want to sound um, inconsiderate, but it, it, almost kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess you can play too. Um, and something tells me you're, you're a little bit better than your brothers at this point. I would not completely say that. My youngest brother is 18, and he won state. So uh, he's a pretty amazing wrestler as well. He's got that on you, I guess. All right. All right. All right. That's pretty cool. But I don't know. It sounds like you guys are doing uh, – do, oh, is <laughs> sounds right like, next to me. Yes, good, good, good. Tell him he can be on next. I love it. Oh, that is awesome. Well, good good for you. I guess it's a family affair. You guys are all just rocking and rolling at wrestling. I love it. Um, so it is a pretty cute story on how you get it all get into it. I mean, what what about wrestling do you love so much that since the age of eight, it sounds like you've just been – full steam ahead with this sport uh i like to win okay wrestling gives you that satisfaction i'd say better than almost anything else just because it's almost 100 percent you it's you against another person there's no teammates that you can blame it on there's no teammates that you can ride on like it's just you against that person I love that. That's a great, I mean, shoot or shoot, man. So you got to go out, you got to win. And I love that. And let's be honest. I mean, I don't need to read everything all over again, but you've won a few times in your career up until this point. Yeah. Um, so, so I do love what you got going on. That is fantastic, Cody. This is rocking. Um, so one thing uh, I know I already told you, but we didn't do it while recording. So I just want to get one thing about um, the Olympics is once every four years, a bunch of sports come around that we only really watch once every four years. I mean, I have the Olympic channel and I leave it on in the background, which is great. And I love it. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't really watch wrestling to be totally honest with you, unless something crazy happens and it's get put, gets put on the internet or, um, it's the Olympics. So if you don't mind, could you give us like a, like a baseline understanding of the sport, what we're looking out for, what you do specifically and, and, you know, say, say we're sitting on the couch watching a wrestling match. What are some of the things you're going to point out to me that maybe I wouldn't notice on my own? Right. Well, the U.S. actually does a slightly different version of wrestling than what is in the Olympics. Uh, okay. That's just male collegiate and then high school. All of that is a different style of wrestling to where they, you're not allowed to, like, touch hands around the body. Uh, you, you wrestle top and bottom a lot more. Once you get to overseas, like just Olympic style wrestling, there's two different types. There's Greco-Roman and there's freestyle wrestling. Women only do freestyle and men do both. We just don't have the numbers yet. Eventually, I'm sure we will get there. Mm -hmm. But uh, so freestyle, you can wrestle full body, you can lock arms, and uh, you get two points anytime you just expose the other person's back. So basic idea, you just want to get them down and get their back exposed. If you can, keep their back there for a pin. And then the Greco-Roman wrestling, you can't touch their legs at all. You can't use the legs, so it's just upper body, but same concept. Get them taken down, get their back exposed. Very cool. That's perfect. That's like literally exactly what I needed. Now I understand. <laughs> I, and actually, so I, I know I told you already again, but uh, I wrestled in second grade, I think right around the time you started. Um, I'm a few years older, not too many, but a couple. And uh, I was terrible. I was really, really bad. Um, I didn't win a single match and then I quit. I'm pretty sure like the next year. Cause like you, I like to win, but I didn't. So I just gave up. I mean, eight year old. I've known people that have started their senior year of high school and had been amazing wrestlers. Like my uh, wrestling partner from my last year in college, she got second in college behind me and she's only started her senior year of high school. 
Like you can be amazing, you can pick it up fast or even be, I've seen people turn around through middle school, through high school. It's just sometimes things just click. I I 100% believe it, but I really don't see myself returning to the mat anytime soon. But I appreciate the words of encouragement. And if it ever comes and I see an opportunity, I promise you, Cody, I will probably try it. Um, Awesome. So so that's an interesting question. I did not know that that's how wrestling worked. Um, So two questions that go off that adorable cat, by the way. Two questions that go off that. One, why... um, why do we do it differently here for high school and college if everyone's essentially trying to get to a specific point? Not everybody, but like the point is the Olympics. I mean, a lot of different countries do have a slightly varied version of wrestling. I okay. can't answer why we have, uh, we do have very drastic dif- changes that you have to adjust whenever you go from collegiate wrestling to the Olympic style wrestling. And like, uh, even girls, we don't have to do that. We wrestle freestyle in college, which is the Olympic style, uh, but men's collegiate, they have to switch over really fast because they go from nationals to trials right away, and they need to be able to switch in their mind, oh, I can't touch my hands right now. Oh, I have to do this instead. And so it's just some quick changes that they have to adjust. I mean, they do it well because the men's freestyle is the top in the world right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So for you, there was – there is a difference though, correct? Like from collegiate, what you're doing no, to- Not for no. collegiant. Oh, not okay, for okay. Females. Okay, males, I apologize. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's just from high school, I had to switch over. Oh, okay. And what was that like? I mean, because again, you were, you were pretty incredible in high school, I'm assuming going to college. Like what? How, I wrestled how, men in high school. Uh, so I, I was, well, I was above average. I got to state three of my four years. I was the first girl to win a match on the championship side of state. It's just, I, I feel upset because I never even made the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that just kind of hurts. Uh, but switching over to college, I had immediate success. I was undefeated until nationals my freshman year. And then my following three years, I had won it. So it's just, it comes and goes, man. I mean, it could yeah. be worse. It could definitely be worse. Do you think um, your immediate success at all was due to wrestling men in high school? Like, do you think that there was a, a positive? That, a correlation. You see yeah. a lot more success from the women that come from the states where they have to wrestle men. And a lot of that could just be that they have to be a little bit more aggressive. They mm-hmm. have to lift a little bit more in their earlier years compared to the women that do wrestle women. And it's just that it needs to pick up its competitiveness and that just comes from numbers. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah. As you were saying before with Greco Roman, um, there just aren't enough numbers for the female side yet. But as you said, that's most likely going to fill out and uh, eventually we're going to see that in the, the Olympics too, which is going to be just another thing that hopefully uh, you might be able to compete in if it's happening in the next few years. We'll, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be crossing our fingers. I love that. Um, so you go from high school uh, wrestling men, making it to state three years, you, right? You, you made it to state. So you were one of the best in the state three straight years. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. I understand you wanted three straight years. I made it my freshman oh, year. I apologize. I my sophomore year. It was, uh, that, that was a hard year. <laughs> did your head get too big after freshman year? No, I had the following uh, year after that, all four of the people, cause four people qualify for state and I got fifth. All four of them got like first in our region. They spread out their weights. I just had a really stacked region that year. It was, it was rough. <laughs> mm. 
Yes, that is frustrating. But hey, chip on your shoulder, move forward. Then you made it two other years. So three out of four, still not yeah. that bad, not that bad at all. Um, and then you went to college where you, it was a, a slight change, obviously, then starting to wrestle women. Um, what was it like once you finally got to the, the junior national and, and I guess onto on a national stage um, where, again, you won two years, if I'm not mistaken, two in a row, 12 and 13. What was it like when you got to start wrestling on, on an even bigger stage against and just better opponents? Um, the international people, the people from Europe, they do have a different style of wrestling than people from the U.S. And so mm -hmm. that, that was one of the major changes. The venues aren't all that different. Uh, I've gone to several huge venues here in the U.S., like Rocky Mountain Nationals that's held in Denver. Huge, like, rate. Um, it's it just absolutely massive stadium. It holds maybe 25 mats. So, the, and whenever you go over for the Worlds, you only get three mats. So it's not like it's a big venue. It's not like it blows your head out of the way and you, you just see stars. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of focusing on your opponent and figuring out what the differences are, what you need to focus on for that person. And oh, the Europeans, they just aren't as aggressive. They aren't a uh, go get them. They are constantly just in position without driving forward. Whereas the Americans, we constantly drive into our wrestlers that you need to be driving forward. You need to be the aggressor. So it's easier to catch the other person in a mistake when they are also trying to come get at you mm -hmm. compared to the Europeans where they're, they're just standing there. They're waiting for you, always waiting for you. Interesting. Sounds like the American wrestling is a little bit more action packed, if I may. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that definitely does make sense. Um, but what was it like, like when, when you reach, obviously again, you're one of the better athletes in a state that's pretty incredible, but when you get to the national level, I'm assuming the, the competition rises right like so what was it like when you're starting to face women of the same if not better talent I mean obviously you won a couple times but what was that like when you started to realize how much bigger the pool of athletes gets when you go to a, a more national stage rather than just staying to your state which again I'm sure the competition was great I mean my first time going to a national stage it was my after my freshman year of high school, I kind of just went out, didn't know what to expect. Uh, the first person I wrestled, I, I got a head and arm on her, got her to her back, and then she rolled me through and pinned me. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. So just a little different, and uh -huh. I get off the mat, and my coaches kind of like just take me to the side and they're like, do you know who you just wrestled? Like, no, just some chick. She's like, they were like, no, you just wrestled the returning national champion. I'm like, oh. Nice. I, I did well. I did well then. Uh, yeah, right. That's awesome. And so that, that year I went through and I got third. Um, so I, I beat everyone else. It was just, it was weird uh, going out in my first match, not even knowing who it was, and it was the returning national champ. That is. She was the only one that had ever beat me at, at, during high school nationals. And so I kind of picked her as my wrestling partner for college, and I, I tried to chase her down to be able to wrestle her more. That's awesome. I love it. Go get her. I mean, if you find someone better than you, try and take them down, right? That is fantastic. Um, geez, yeah, that's a really great story. Uh, a really, really fun, like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, you 
didn't do terribly against the returning national champ. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, that that is that is very eye opening. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you found that find that funny looking back on it. Uh, that Absolutely, is pretty good because she's one of my best friends now. That helps too. Okay, that's pretty great. That also helps. That also helps. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just going over some of your accolades. I mean, three time WCWA. What is WCWA? Uh, the women don't have a division two, a division one. It's all just one thing and okay. it's called WCWA. Okay. So you have won that three times. Yes. Okay. And you have won, you've been university national champ twice. Oh, I'm sorry. My junior year of that, I also got, uh, voted outstanding wrestler. So most of us take pride in that. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you not toot your horn, man? Shoot, shoot. Let's go for it. I mean, I love that. That's incredible. I mean, clearly you know what you're doing when it comes to wrestling. And it seems like, I mean, how many times have you lost in your career? I know you know it right, right off the top of your head. I really don't. Really? For, for college, you mean? Yeah. I lost twice. Twice. My year at Nationals. Uh-huh. And then the following two years, I think I only lost one match. It was devastating because, like, I wanted to be undefeated both those years. And I think I only lost one. And then my senior year, I was finally undefeated. Nice. That is incredible. Collegiately, I've only lost four matches. Yeah, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. Clearly, you know what you're doing. Um, I love that. And now, I mean, now that you're on the national stage more often, I mean, again, 2016 U.S. Open Champ, 2017 Senior World Team Trials runner-up, Junior Pan Ams, um, you just had that competition in Europe that you told me about that you placed in. I mean, what is it like now that you're continuing, like the first time on on a national, international stage, I'm sure, as you said, it's not quite bright lights and everything because you've been to big places, but now that you're continuously there and, and you're kind of looked at as one of the veterans, I'm assuming, and, and looked at as one of the people as a favorite for a lot of these things, what is it like kind of coming in with the, the bullseye on your back, on your back rather than, you know, you're the, you're the hunted now instead of the hunter? I try not to think about it. I do my, I wrestle best whenever I think the other person is going to wrestle well. If I think they're going to be a pud, then I allow myself to weaken up and I just start and aren't as sharp. So in my mind, I can't think about it. I just have to like tell myself that they are going to be a tough match every single round. I love it. Man, you're good at this stuff. How did you get sick? No, I'm kidding. That's an easy one. Um, so under senior level runner up, under 23 team member, 2020. What do we got to do to get there? It's only like a couple months away at this point, like right? Like so, what the the Olympics are are right around the corner, literally. Um, and what do you have to do to a? Let's go over if you don't mind the qualification process and just understanding exactly how many wrestles men, women are, are we allowed. And then what do you specifically have to do to make sure you grab one of those spots? So for worlds, which happen every off year for the Olympics and whatnot, I'm pretty sure we get ten weight classes. And then for the Olympic years, I think it goes down to eight, but it might be six. I'm, I'm not for sure on that. I know okay. it doesn't affect my weights. So Okay, I cool. Would, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I would either go 50 kilograms or 53, and both of those are Olympic weight classes. Uh, 50 kilos is what I just wrestled for the U23 Worlds, I think. And then for the senior world team this year, or senior national team, I'm 53. And just because I can't cut down that much weight, hit like all the time, it mm. hurts and I don't compete that well when I cut that low. I think I'm just going to stay at 53 because that's where I, I wrestle best. 
Yeah, absolutely. Stick stick to what you're good at, right? I mean, become an expert at something and then you're an expert. Um, so what what does the what is the qualification process like to make sure that you're going to that I get to watch you on TV in uh, about 15 18 months? So there's only one person that makes it per weight and okay. the current process is uh, there's uh, nationals in Vegas and the winner of that goes to a process called the final X. And then there's also a trials. So there's uh, nationals and then a trials. And the winner of the trials is the opponent uh, for final X. So there's two tournaments. The winners of both of those tournaments go to a process called final X. And then it's just those two wrestling and the winner of uh, best two out of three winner of that goes to either worlds or to the Olympics. That is a very interesting process. I haven't heard anything like that yet. That's more complex than it used to be. It used to be just you had to qualify for the tournament and for just one qualifier and winner of that. Uh, Finals is still best two out of three, but we're just trying to get more tournaments, more exposure to get more viewers. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, is there a reason for it? And it does, it, it does make sense when you say it like that, when you have two huge tournaments that then leads to like a mega tournament, essentially, between the winners of each of those tournaments. Um, it does definitely drum up a little bit more publicity, I'm sure, and drum up a little bit more excitement in the crowd um, rather than having everything happen. Is, what, what's the time frame for this, for these three or two and a half, however we want to call it, tournaments? I don't know for the Olympic year. I know that I think the process starts at the end of this year, like, November, December, but for the Worlds this year, we're going to have our Nationals uh, here in April, and then a couple months after that, <laughs> yeah, it's coming up real here. Yeah. And then a couple months, like two months after that is the qualifier, and then uh, August? No, it's before August. It's beginning of summer, so that... Uh, final X's so very cool and do you how do you know which tournament like the like how do you know which of the two tournaments in the beginning you're going to be placed in no you you uh ever pretty much everybody goes to the first one unless you're confident you're going to win okay uh, you you can I guess skip it but I don't know why you would yeah that doesn't make sense go to the first one and if you win that then you just sit out the second one and okay made it clear that they don't want people to wrestle in both if they if they win the first one because it could cause a whole mess with the process but people are like why wouldn't i want to wrestle like i just i just want to show everyone like i want yeah. competition i can get yeah i mean and if you win both then clearly you're the winner right so like I- yes but they've <laughs> told people that you're not allowed to do this yeah i understand again if they want that final event yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If they want that final event, they're going to get it. So, I mean, it just sounds like um, it's unfortunate. Well, hopefully you win the first one and then we don't really have to worry too much about the second one. And then we, so then when is the last tour, like when's the finals of the, the from the two tournaments? When, is, when is that match? Uh, it's pretty much at the beginning of summer, I think. Oh, that's what you're saying before. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. Very cool. So what, what are the prospects? I mean, where do you sit right now um, amongst the, the U.S. women in the 53-kilogram category, weight class? Well, like you said, um, 2017, I was second. Uh, th- I think I was at the lower weight class then. And then this year, I went up to 53. 
and I got third. So I'm still national team, but mm. I'm third on the ladder. Uh, so I get to train with the number one in my weight class and then the n- number three and number four at the weight class below and the number one at the weight class above. So I've just got so many people that are close to my weight class that are high level at the Olympic training center. And I, I practice with them every single day. That is, yeah. I mean, if, if, if uh, what's the saying, don't be the smartest person in the room. Don't be the best in the room at something. Uh, you need to find a, find a better room then. And it sounds like you're, you're competing against some incredible athletes. What's it like competing with them on a daily basis and, and wrestling with them and, it's frustrating and, and well but that yeah i'm sure considering how great they are and, and I, I understand just through the small amount of time that we've talked how much you want to win and how much you you appreciate that but what is it like being friends with these are, are you from i'm assuming you're friends with some of them as you said like your, yeah. your roommate for college like, more than others but yeah I'm, I'm friends with each of the girls that i wrestle and and what's that then like understanding that like hey we're friends but once we step on the mat like all like I want to win and I'm going to do everything I can to beat you. Is that, how do you deal with those emotions and that, that kind of um, tugging kind of game? I mean, it's like how high school coaches try to teach sportsmanship to high schoolers. The second you step on the mat, you're not friends. You're, you're representing the team. You are representing yourself. It's all focus. You can step off and you can goof around, but the moment you step on, it's game time. So I mean, it's the same thing, like your friends off the mat, but the moment you step on, we're competing. This isn't a friendship. This is competition. Damn. All right. Um, I love it. I, I see. I'm, I'm, I, I, my brain does not compartmentalize like that. And that's probably why I was so bad at wrestling when I tried it in eighth grade. But again, thankfully we have people like you that represent our country at the highest level of sport and people like me who just like to ask people like you questions. It kind of works out. Everybody's happy, right? Um, that is interesting. Yeah. I see like that is. That is a, a great mindset, and clearly um, you've cultivated that over time, and you're able to to do that. I mean, does does frustration ever arise from something like that? I'm assuming like if you've lost to the same person enough times, or um, you and your friend kind of get into a little bit of a tiff on the mat, does that ever kind of spill over into the rest of your life, or is it? Are you able to completely separate those two things? I have seen it happen to people. Like they kind of get that. There's people that get a little bit huffy, like like just yeah. big chested and whatnot in their matches. I don't know how much that affects them off the mat. I, I personally don't tend to get like that, but mm-hmm. I, I've seen it. So I, I can't personally give you an answer yeah. to how that affects it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was curious if it ever happened to you. Clearly, it does not sound like it has, and you've done a pretty great job at being able to keep those uh, two parts of your life separate. It seems like you're having a pretty darn good time while you're doing it, and you're having some fun, too, which is always important. If we're not having fun, why are we doing it? Um, and the answer is to win, and that's exactly why we're doing it. Um, Cody, this has been great. So one thing I always like to ask um, Olympians and really just athletes in general, uh, hopefuls, I apologize, Olympic hopefuls and athletes in general, um, what, you know, your sport – you only can do it for so long. And if you do it into your forties, that's incredible. You know, if you do it into your fifties, that's, that's beating father time. I mean, what really is, the only athletes that can do that are the shooters. As exactly. far as I'm aware. I have, I've interviewed a couple of them and they're very lucky and, and they love it. Um, don't get me wrong. But so like, what is, again, not trying to kick you out of your sport. Obviously you're going to be here for a long time, the next 10, 12, 20 years. I don't care. As long as you want to be here, I expect you to be here. But what is the, the post career career? What is your endeavor afterlife? Have you given any thought to that at all? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely I have. Um, currently, what I do off the mat is I paint, and uh, that has that helps my mental stay a lot because I, I just have a lot, some anxiety, and so that helps me bring that down. And I, uh, I, I think that I paint fairly well. It they cover my paintings cover my walls everywhere, and then. Uh, that that's not going to be my career choice. That's just something that like it helps me. And if I can sell a few, that'd be great. But uh, as far as career wise, I I majored in biology. And what I'd like to do is I'd I'd like to be a coroner. It's a little unconventional, but I I think it's really cool because I I love anatomy and uh, I'm just I know that we're talking fairly good like right now, uh, but. I do have severe social anxiety and just, I don't know if I'd really do well in the whole medical field. So just dealing with people afterwards, I, that sounds fine to me. I'm not squeamish and I still get to deal with the anatomy side. It's great. I, I, I love it. I mean, you found what you like and you're running with it. I think that is awesome. I mean, that's great. I mean, what, at what point, like this obviously doesn't sound like it was an overnight, like you woke up and you're like, you know what I want to do. So what, like at what point in your life were you like, this sounds like a pretty cool career path. And then you started to actually like kind of research it a little bit, I guess. I mean, for the longest time I, th- I thought I wanted to be a surgeon. Uh, but again, I'm not great with people. I just, and so my mom was like, you know, you could deal with them when they're not alive and yeah. still have the whole process. I'm like, that sounds great. So I, I just cute. like let that process in my head a little bit. And I was like, you know, that, that actually sounds perfect for me. I think, I think I'm going to try to look into that more. And my only problem now is my competition, my practice schedule. It, it conflicts with having a, any sort of ex- getting experience type of jobs. So mm-hmm. It's difficult to, because I've graduated and I've got my degree and that just happened. And so now I'm trying to figure out how I can continue mm-hmm. working towards my career path, but also be focused on my wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, of course, um, so one thing that I've always thought, especially with athletes, is your career will be there. Like coroners are still going to be needed after you're finished wrestling, right? Like that job's not just going to go away. So, you know, if you love wrestling as much as you you make it seem like you do, uh, which is a lot, I assume you're going to stick with that as long as you possibly can. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate. That's one thing that frustrates me a lot with um, uh, Olympic athletes is the fact that you kind of have to put your life on hold. And I think that that is really unfair considering you're representing our country at the the biggest sporting event every two to four years um and for I mean, as much it's not it, it's you said that we put our life on hold it's not necessarily that because our sport is a major That's part true. of our life it's no, not 100%. our whole life but it is a major part and it's not that we are completely putting our life on hold it's just a different life path than a typical person a hundred percent, a much more interesting life path. Let's start with that. I think it's way cooler. And if I could have done it, I would have, but you're right. Thank you for correcting me. It's not, not putting your life on hold, but I guess the way I'm thinking of it kind of putting, well, I want to say the rest of your life. I don't know the exact, I'm, I'm not very good at this interview thing. I kind of just talk a lot and hope that it works out, but you know what I mean? Like kind of having to, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it, Cody. I appreciate it. But you know what I mean? Like not like, obviously sport is one of the most important things you've been doing this since you were eight years old, but everything that comes after it because you did your sport, you're going to have to start that just naturally after other people would have. But of course, people start at all different times and it doesn't really matter. A lot matter. of wrestlers, at least a lot of my friends and whatnot, they want to become 
coaches. They not Absolutely. some at the collegiate level, so this is fine for them. But some at say a teaching level and just be a for uh, high schoolers, for middle schoolers. So for them, this is still their mm-hmm. regular path. They just haven't quite gotten to the that part of it yet. It's just some people like me. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in wrestling forever. It is what I want to be in right now, but just mm-hmm. not for the rest of my life. And for me, it is a little difficult, but we'll make it it's through. Just how it is. <laughs> we'll make it through. We always do, man. We always do. That's awesome. Um, so you said a couple things that um, I wanted to ask a few questions on painting. So, like you, um, maybe not quite like you. So my girlfriend and I go to wine and paint all the time, the sip and paints. Um, so our entire apartment, we don't have any more wall space because we painted so many pictures. Like our entire wall, all of our walls in our rooms and our office. The only place you don't see pictures is here, ironically, um, in my background. So if you have any pictures that are for sale let us know i can put everything in the show notes so if people want to go buy some paintings maybe donate to your cause to help you wrestle all over the world i think that would be pretty cool so if you have anything and you want to just either send me something so that it's always there i don't know just saying uh no i i kid i kid but definitely shoot me a link that way i could put everything in the show notes if you are trying to sell like things i, think that would be I have uh, uh some of my pieces on fine art america i don't know awesome. if you know what that is i don't but the internet does and i can figure it out i promise you that just shoot me the links and i promise you everyone will be able to see that that's fantastic and then one thing that just completely skipped my mind and i don't know how um your practice schedule so you're out of college and now this is your full-time gig if i'm not mistaken so what what is your practice schedule like and like what is your training regimen like before tournaments during the off season i guess like is there an off season again i don't know too much about wrestling can you kind of walk us through that a little bit if you don't mind uh the off season would be this week this week because everybody is getting back from uh bulgaria they so we have about one week off where we're not really training and then we're gonna go back in and start getting ready for nationals uh for the most part we will have practices at nine o'clock and either another mat practice at four or a lift at three so it just kind of depends on the day and uh, how close we are to a competition. If we're getting super close, we'll have more individualized workouts, um, mat practices. They'll be slightly shorter and usually not as many two-a-days like that. And it, it'll be open for us to be able to just come in and get a run or just some biking, a little bit of sauna, try to get things flushed out of our body. Um, so Whenever we get back, we'll be lifting really hard. It'll just be uh, really intense getting, uh, just pounding our bodies just because it'll be quite a ways away from competition still. And then easing it in so that our bodies peak at competition. That's always been something that I'm curious about, especially with uh, competitions that are spread out a little bit, making sure and, and getting your body perfect at the right time and understanding all that. Again, that goes back to the biology and, and the physiology. Um, which I know nothing about. Um, I try and go on a run when it's not less than like 45 degrees out and you know, I'll, I'll get my couple, a uh, couple miles in and I'm good. I don't know how cold it is there, but here it was probably about negative 15 this morning. It was so cold. Yeah. I normally, um, I talked to someone who's based in Texas today. Um, and I spoke with someone based in DC. It was a little bit warmer, but I was not going to bring up, uh, the six inches of snow we got last night. Cause I'm assuming you probably just get that on a daily basis. It's like kind of like Florida and like rain showers. I'm sure six inches is just kind of the norm at this point. Oh uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cody, this was, this was great. Thank you so much for being my first wrestler. I sincerely appreciate it. One more time. Cody Fowl. I said that right? Yes. Fowl. Okay. Cody Fowl, USA Wrestling, Olympic hopeful for 2020. Um, three-time WCWA champ, two-time university national champ, 2016 U.S. Open champ, senior world team runner-up, junior Pan Ams champ, just had a competition in Europe where she placed it. This girl is nuts. Cody, thank you so much for being amazing. Thank you so much for representing our country, and thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out this episode with Cody Fowl. As I said, super fantastic episode. We had her cats in there, the whole nine, um, getting to learn about wrestling, getting to learn about her and what she's been through and how she's overcoming some of the obstacles and potentially representing us at the 2020 Olympic Games. So super, super excited for that. Um, everything is in the show notes. We have her her paintings in the show notes, all her socials, everything you need to know um, will be in there. So check those out. Ours is in the show notes as well at ourathletes.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter, www.ourathletes.us on the internet, Michael at ourathletes.us. If you have any feedback, I am open to hearing it. I want to make this great for you and all the other listeners out there. If you could, please Give us five stars on the iTunes, the Apple podcast review. Um, that would be fantastic. It would really, really mean a lot and really help us out and getting this in front of more and more people, which I think we want to do because all these stories are incredible. And the more people that hear about them, the happier I'm going to be. So thank you all so much. Thank you again. Launchingpodcast.com. Promo code Mike for $50 off to use their step-by-step -step video course. Absolutely fantastic information there. So it's great. So other than that, hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day.